Mmm. I saw a door in heaven saying, come up here. Revelation 4-1. Hell yes. Bouncer, kick these people out. <laughs> you gotta have a mind of Christ to be here. Passover lamb's blood's been shed. This is blood on your mind. Do you get it? Christ is our Passover lamb. And the angel of death passed over every house that had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. Yeah, Moses' exodus, the killing of Egypt's firstborn, something like 185,000 children died in one night. Something like that. You know, who's counting? You know, you gotta be a Pharisee. Holy Ghost. That's why the Bible's just like, I don't know, 145,000 died, who cares? No, that's kind of high. <laughs> you know, in the days of Noah, you know, it was like 10 billion died, who, who's counting? You know, I don't even think God is. God is the God of the living, not the dead. Anyone that's not in his presence and his love and his life and his joy is a, is a dead thing, a zombie. There's no life in anyone except those who receive Jesus, even in the Old Covenant. Every single type and shadow, from Genesis to Malachi, points to Jesus. Malachi, Malachi. Malachi, that's how they say it in Italy. Malachi. Mm -hmm. I read that in my Holly Bibble. Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You might have heard of her. Holly Bibble. Yes, Lord. Isn't that good? Passover lamb. That's what I saw during worship. I saw the Passover's lamb right on our minds, which is the gate of the house, since our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Who's in you? Whom you've received from God. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. And I saw the angel of death passing over your bodies. Because they can't touch you anymore because you're not Satan's property anymore. Amen. And only if the blood of the Lamb is on your doorpost does he pass over you. That's the craziest thing of Christianity in the whole world is there's so many religious people that plead the blood, that do all this Christian junk, but don't have a heart of Christ and a mind of Christ. They're not even real Christians. The blood of the Lamb had to be on the door. What's the door of your body? Your mind. Everything of heaven or hell enters your body through the mind gate. The gate of the body is the mind. That's why it says in Revelation, Do not harm the trees until they're sealed on their forehead. And I know that's some crazy stuff from Revelation. But the trees are the dead trees of knowledge. The trees of life and the trees of knowledge. In the beginning there was two trees in the garden. And so there is today. There's two trees in the garden. Jesus prayed for the blind man. And he opened his eyes and he saw in the spiritual dimension all men are, are trees. That's what he said. I see all men as trees. And Jesus is like, oh wrong dimension. Let me pray again. And then, bam, he saw into the third dimension, the flesh and the blood. 
For a minute there, he wasn't in the third dimension, because he saw all men as trees. And listen, everyone's a tree of life or knowledge. Everyone's a tree of the fruits of the Holy Spirit or the fruits of the evil spirit. I mean, Galatians chapter 5 has two lists of fruits of the two different trees in the garden, the tree of knowledge and the tree of life. You know, some of the fruit of the tree of knowledge is witchcraft. You know, they want to control you with religion, which is called witchcraft. You know, another fruit is drunkenness, debauchery, sexual morality, carousing. All these things are the fruits of the tree of knowledge in the garden. Another name for the tree of knowledge is the tree of flesh. The tree of flesh. And the tree of life is the tree of spirit. Not that flesh is bad. Jesus had flesh. It's just he was not led by his flesh. He was led by his father. John 4.24, who's a spirit. This isn't Gnosticism. You know, we're very principled as prophets in the New Covenant. We know what we're teaching and preaching every day for 10 years here, and our disciples are in every nation on the planet. And they're real disciples of the kingdom, and they're not church people. Because we preach and teach the king's dominion. <laughs> but witchcraft is the killing of the king. Galatians 3.3 You foolish Galatians, having begun in the Spirit, are you going to finish in the flesh? Who has bewitched you? It is written. Paul, the apostle, in Galatians 3, calls finishing in the flesh witchcraft. And he's not lying to you. And he's not even mad. He's not, because it's just a terrible situation on planet Earth. You just deal with so many people doing so many crazy things every day. The good, the bad, and the ugly, and the wild. You know what. And they just are doing all the craziest stuff, and everyone's right in their own opinion, in their own mind, but God sees the heart. I mean, I deal with 100,000 denominations in broadcasting Christianity for 10 years. So, I mean, so much. Literally millions and millions of people from our little ghetto studio and our little kids' internet you know, broadcasts a lot of people accuse me of doing in my mother's basement. <laughs> but, but we've seen it all. That's the craziest thing. Even though this thing is so humble and so crazy and so, like, small beginning stuff, we've literally seen everything there is in the world many times over. It's been on repeat for about five years. We haven't seen anything new under the sun for about five years, I tell you the truth, in any nation, tribe, and tongue of 7.48 billion people on the planet. Because there's only two trees here. It's not complicated stuff. It's just really, really deceiving Satan and his angels and his construction in the nations. It's so deceiving that it's called potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. We were born and raised Babylonians in Babylon the Great. An American is a Babylonian. Trust me, I know. I came out of the whole system of Freemasonry, Jesuit sorcery, Sisters of the Eastern Star, you name it. The rich and the famous and, you know, <laughs> your Hollywood stars. And all of this stuff is a lie. It's all a lie. It's all based on Satan's stars that fell from heaven. Revelation chapter 12. It's not based on the morning star rising in our heart. It's based on Satan's stars that fell from heaven. That's written in Re Revelation chapter 12. And Jesus Christ said, Beware that the light in you is not actually Satan's darkness. Because there's a light of Satan, an angel of light that comes to deceive, that's got all the Christians bewitched and 
magic spells of religion, having, finish, having begun in the Spirit, trying to finish in the flesh by the works of the flesh, by the works of the sweat of their brow, by the curse. He's got them in the curse, in the tree of knowledge that only has the appearance of good. And it's, you have to be literally in the seven spirits of God, the roots of David in the bright morning star through your hearts and minds to see it right now. I mean, and it's crazy. We've been doing this so long. It's like only the freak prophets coming out of the matrix like Morpheus and Neo and Trinity can even see the real situation here. And I deal with the sorcerers. I mean, I talk face to face with Freemasons, Sisters of the Eastern Star all the time. And they know what I am, and I know what they are, and they'll even tell me what they are. I've had them tell me, Lucifer, Satan, Beelzebub, all these names, incantations, to try to have power over me. Straight up in my face, angry at grace, and angry at Zion, and angry at the crown of righteousness I wear on my head in the spirit world. They can see it, but the Christians can't because they're blind on, on religion. They're blind. The blind leading the blind, like sheep without a shepherd. They think they see because they have Christian information in their brains, but that ain't the Holy Spirit. You need the Spirit of Revelation. You need the seven spirits of God. What's the seven spirits of God? That's your, that's your Father in heaven on earth. When Jesus ascended into heaven, He sent the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the seven spirits of God. It was the same Holy Spirit in King David's day. In Isaiah 11, verse 2. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. Who? Not just King David, not just the messianic Davidic anointing, but the Messiah. And all of the, all of the Messiah's brothers and sisters shall walk in the messianic anointing. This isn't like just the clergy. No, this is the royal priesthood. Everyone who's a member of the Christian race. And the Bible uses the term race. Is Christianity a race? That's what the Bible says in Peter. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a Christian race. A chosen race. A spirit race. It's so important because it destroys racism. Red, yellow, black, and white don't matter at all of the color of your skin. What matters is, is your heart good or evil? God sees the heart. Is your heart born again, born of the water and the Spirit? John chapter 3, it is written, you have to be born of the water, born of the Spirit, and then you are the Christian race, and it is a race. I've had people go completely nuts on me for that, but it's literally what's written in the Bible. There's only two races, the Christian race and the non-Christian race, and guess what? They'll know we're Christians by our love. That's not saying we're like, Adolf Hitler's, you know, Aryan nation that's saying we're servants and lovers of all. That we lay our lives down and serve others more highly than ourselves. Selfless ones. We've had our consciousness of self and our self-awareness burned like a blowtorch out of our foreheads so that only God the Father remains so that we can love perfectly. We've sacrificed it all. I die to self daily. No one can be my disciple, Jesus Christ said, unless they pick up their cross and follow me. Which means dead to their humanity, alive to Christ's divinity. That's stage one, step one, in being a true disciple of the kingdom of heaven. And no church Christian knows anything about it. 
Churchianity has nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. Never has, never will be. In the very first stages of Christianity, which is not churchianity, in the very first stages of Christianity, they said, go out and make disciples of all nations. Nations! Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Are we discipling nations? Yes! Are churches discipling nations? No, (laughs) they're not. In fact, I've never seen a mature Christian ever once come out of church, even the charismatic church. Like I said a couple days ago, we've had people come do internships with us when we did internships five, eight years ago. We did them like every spring and fall. We had hundreds of students come through during that time. And not a single one that went through all the charismatic schools wasn't completely demon-possessed. They were the worst basket cases. The deeper they were involved in charismania, it's almost the worse the sin and the confusion was in their minds. Because it's not kingdom. It's not kingdom. It's not Zion. It's not heavenly Jerusalem. They're not sealed inside the twelve pearls of the kingdom of heaven. Okay, Revelation says there's twelve pearl gates. Is that for when you die and leave your body? No. That's for when you're born again, so you realize where you're at spiritually. We were born in Zion. Every Christian is born again in heavenly Jerusalem. Where's the Lamb's book of life? In heaven. What's the standard of basic discipleship? Matthew chapter 6. On earth as it is in heaven. And we walk that walk, but you can't walk that walk unless you're actually bringing the kingdom. And guess what? Everything in the kingdom is free. That's the ipso facto evidence that you're not kingdom. When you're buying and selling stuff of heavenly Jerusalem outside heavenly Jerusalem for money. That is the ipso facto evidence that you are not a kingdom person actually. That you're still outside the 12 pearl gates of Zion and not inside Zion mentally. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying you don't have the mind of Christ. Nobody with the mind of Christ could ever buy and sell on human souls. It is so strictly forbidden, the practice doesn't exist in heavenly Jerusalem. You would immediately have to take your soul outside the city gates to practice that behavior. Everyone in the kingdom of heaven has peace with God and has the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ doesn't need to take 40 years in the wilderness of getting eaten and bit by snakes and scorpions like the Israelites of old. No. Everyone in the kingdom age that we usher in will be born again with the mind of Christ and will keep you in the mind of Christ, will seal you in the mind of Christ with Jesus Christ written on your foreheads. That's where your mind is, right here. Who's the leader of your life? Whoever sits upon the throne of your mind, what crown are you wearing on your head? There's crowns of rebellion. There's crowns of disobedience. There's crowns of religion. Religious crowns are called the crown of thorns. Jesus took that thing off as soon as he could. And then the Roman Catholic Church wants to put it on your heads and press it into your skull. Sorcery. He died so you wouldn't. We've been crucified with Christ, but it's not painful. It's pain-free. Being crucified with Christ in all your heart and mind is actually tasting the heavenly glory. There's not even a drop of pain involved. 
The pain of Jesus Christ is having a Christian church that serves witchcraft instead of new wine, that only obeys the false father Satan, the angel of light, Lucifer, and not God the Father every day. That's the suffering of the prophets getting murdered every day by bewitched Christians that never obey God, that only obey Satan because they have unrenewed carnal minds full of knowledge about good, which is called Christian information, but they don't have the transformation by the renewing of their mind. Romans 12:2, it is written. Be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. That's unknown. You can't have a transfigured mind and be imprisoned in a human system. Gog and Magog, the deception of the whole world, having a human father as your head covering in every single human system, but God does not dwell in any building made by human hands. Acts 7.48, it is written. Never. What are you doing in there? Practicing witchcraft, a bunch of pagans. And that's why they have such immaturity in Christianity, because it's not even kingdom. I've never seen a single person come out of church with the mind of Christ. If you had the mind of Christ, they would kick you out because the mind of Christ is like new wine that bursts the old wineskins. Human beings have no leadership in the kingdom age. The human mind can never enter Zion. There is not one drop of humanity in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ has a celestial body. Elijah has a celestial body. Enoch has a celestial body. Their hearts and minds were one with God the Father, so he took them. When you're one with God the Father, it is the biggest stumbling block to these people that they can only see the flesh because there's not anything human about you or me. When you're born again, you're a living creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone's born again, they're a new creature. The old is entirely gone, and behold, everything is brand new. That's what the Bible says. That your humanity is stripped away and only His divinity remains. So who's bewitched you? That you're still a human being. That's a lying demon. Cast that snake out of your forehead. It'll come out like the Pharaoh that had the cobra right in his forehead. It's called Egyptian sorcery or religion. You cast that cobra, just pull it right out and it'll be like scales coming off your eyes. You can pull the snake right out of your heart and mind, and you'll have the mind of Christ today on earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't need to be a process. Just pull the cobra right out of the cobra hole of the gate and have the blood of the lamb through the gate of your mind, and you'll walk this earth like Jesus Christ every day. He's not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters. The river of life gets dammed up in our hearts because our minds are full of blockages. If we just ever let the river of life what was that? John 7, 38. Flow like rivers of living waters out of our hearts when we believe. And it just comes right out through our minds. But a lot of people don't experience the presence of God and know the glory of God because they have so many blockages right here in the mind. And it is. It's a cobra of sorcery or witchcraft. And there's hundreds of thousands of demons and different things that could block it up with lies right here in the mind. And it just it comes out and then you constantly live in the presence of God. I've been in continuous ecstasy for 10 years, and before that I lived in His presence, going from glory to glory. Okay, it's not just for freaks and mystics. No, it's for every Christian that's ever been born again. We're just dealing with the witchcraft being pulled out like a cobra out of the cobra hole or the gate of the door of the house of your body. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and there shall be no other spirit in you except God. You know, you know how you're led around and have bad fruit on your tree? That's when there's an evil spirit in your mind. Paul wrote that so that you would not be bewitched. Check the fruit. Alcohol, witchcraft, envy, strife, sexual immorality is written there. Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of having evil spirits in your mind, written right there for the whole world to read. And that's the main thing like we see every day with Christians. Just tolerating witchcraft, just tolerating envy, strife. I mean, it's so rare to find someone not jealous of one another. It's like, wow, what a freak show. A Christian that actually doesn't get jealous of a person that's walking in more glory than them. They can actually just get excited and start walking in glory and start walking with the Father and going from glory to glory themselves, you know, like a son and daughter of God instead of an orphan. The orphan thing is so rampant in Christianity, and it's all because of religion, charismatic religion, churchianity religion. Where's my blessing? I saw this dude get a blessing. I didn't get mine. You got the same Holy Ghost as everyone else. Bear fruit in keeping with the highway of holiness. Don't go down and sin. Oftentimes you'll see them like Esau. They'll just go out and sin and wonder why there's no breakthrough in their life. You just gave all the life in your soul to demons. That's why there's no breakthrough in your life. Stop sinning with demons. Stop drinking the cups of demons and only drink the one cup of Jesus Christ and you'll be blessed. Every day will be the best day of your life consecutively forever. I can testify of that because I only drink the one cup of Jesus Christ every single day for 19 years since I've been born again. And every single day for 19 years, I swear to God on the Bible, has consecutively been the best day of my life. Going from glory to glory. Amen. And that's all I want for everyone else. But it's like there's all these other things in there warring for control of your bodies. And you just got to get them out. You got to be focused. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Have no other fathers except God the Father on Father's Day. Honor God the Father. Why? Now that sounds like over-the-top doctrine, bro. But Jesus Christ taught that. Is Jesus Christ a fanatic of Christianity? Is Christ too crazy for Christianity? That you shall call no man on earth your father? Jesus said that. That's crazy talk on Father's Day 2018. Today. Why? Because no flesh can birth spirit or father's spirit. Only God can do that. And that's why even my own dad is my brother. You know, I got a stepdad and I got a real dad. And I love them both and they're both amazing. And I honor them both. But they're both brothers to me. Because neither of them could birth my spirit or father my spirit. And God is spirit. And the spirit is more real than the natural. And it's to pull you out of the bewitchment of the curse of the fall. That's why Jesus Christ said that. Because he was foreseeing everyone coming out of the curse. That's why the Messiah came and died and rose again and ascended into the Father and then sent us the Holy Spirit so we could overcome the curse. Because only the Father can father your spirits. In Scripture, He's called the Father of Spirits. Happy Father's Day. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow.